Hello everyone, this is Coach Pütter. Coach Teresa. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast. Nice shirt, by the way. Yes, you're looking very suave in your black. Oh yeah? What, what does the shirt home? say? It says, Lena Stronger Experience. Lena Strong Experience. What, what's that thing again? It's this amazing 18-week coaching program. The world's best... <laughs> 18-week online coaching program that's currently ongoing, which is going really well, on week four at the moment? Correct, week four. Week four at the moment, and there will be another intake later. Not this year, it will be next year. So stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Today, we are going to be continuing our series, our muscle series. And the, the bottom line here is that how do we maximize your valuable training time if your goal is to look and feel your best? That's the underlying goal here. We've spoken about the most important things that need to happen in the gym in terms of like providing your body mechanical tension, making sure we're getting some kind of a pump in the working muscles. Then we really dialed down into like, okay, like how do we actually maximize every single set? Like what are some things that you should focus on from a like an execution standpoint when it comes to your sets? And we spoke about in particular range of motion and how important it is to utilize a full range of motion. Mm. So today we're going to be building on the back of that and we're going to be talking about mind-muscle connection. Mm-hmm. What is mind-muscle connection? What is mind-muscle connection? What is mind-muscle connection? Your ability for your mind and your muscles to connect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you feel? What like, do you feel? Yeah. And, like, mind-muscle connection, it's a, it's a... Think about it as, like, checks and balances, you know? Like, when you're, you're training and you're taking your muscles through their full range, full range of motion when you're executing your exercises... Like, am I actually feeling this exercise mm. in the muscle that I'm trying to train? Mm. Yeah. That's the mind-muscle connection. Totally. I guess I'm sure many of you have experienced this when you first get started at the gym and, you, for example, you start on a lat pull-down. You're like, what is this? Like, what is a lat? Okay, give it yeah. a go. <laughs> and, you you know, you do a couple of sets and you're like, somebody asks you or if you start with a training you're like did you feel your lats and you're like i don't even know what that what's is. that yeah <laughs> exactly right that's exactly right and then usually when you get someone to like really you know they start executing the movement with the, with more competency and their the segments of their body are going into the right place then all of a sudden like the you can see like the eyes go wide they're like oh i have muscles there <laughs> like there was there was just no no connection to them because you you haven't put your body into the right position so that those muscles were recruited. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important thing to point out straight off the bat that muscle connection is uh, it's something that's dependent on the actual positions of your body. So because muscles attach to bones and then muscles shorten and pull bones close to each other and allow the bones to go further away from each other if the bones aren't in the correct place you aren't going to feel a muscle no matter how hard like jedi mind muscle connection tricks (laughs) you're trying to do Mm. you know like a really easy example of that would be that if my 
like for example for me to you know contract my pec like my pec is going to be in the shortest position like right about here this is where I'm really like when I'm thinking about bringing this point where my pec inserts like close to my shoulder and then where it originates from like right here near the sternum when I'm trying to bring those two points as close to each other as possible like that muscle is really now in its fully shorter position and I can I can really feel it okay but if I'm here like okay I can still because I know I know how to contract that muscle even in this position I can still get a connection to it mm -hmm. but because the position of the body is different then when I really bring it into this position mm -hmm. where these bones are positioned so that this muscle is as short as it can now I'm like I can literally I can't feel anything else but I can just feel this like really intense contraction in my pec mm -hmm. yeah I hope that makes sense yeah that makes sense so so when you talk about the muscles are slaves to your bones, yes. How would somebody know if they're kind of not really? How do you apply that? Yeah, like how would they know that my bones are not in the right places? Okay. So this is why I'm not getting yeah. my muscles. Okay, perfect. I love that. So. <laughs> If you, you know, you should always have an idea of like, in this exercise, this is the muscle that I'm going for. You know, when you're doing a deadlift movement, mm -hmm. like I'm going for hamstrings and glutes. True. When you're doing a pulling exercise, like a pull down, for example, I'm going for my back muscles here. Mm. If you don't feel those muscles working, though... Mm -hmm. It is 100% of the time because something else is doing the work. Like you're not moving the right segment of the body. Yeah. You know, for example, if we talk about doing a pull down movement, if you want to maximize the use of your back muscles, we need to make sure that the segment of the body, which is the shoulder, which is what's attached to the back muscles, shoulder needs to be the thing that moves the most like mm. this bone the humerus needs to be the thing that moves the most mm. okay and then i can really feel my back muscles working but if i do this which is really common mm. see how now it wasn't here that was making the movement mm. but it was the elbow that was moving the most mm. so now i'm actually i'm doing a bicep curl so that's when you're really you're you're only going to be feeling your arms in that instance True. because the segment of the body that those muscles are attached to was moving the most mm. i also guess i saw your trap started lifting as well which would be like your clavicle perhaps like your collarbone yeah absolutely yeah. like if, uh, that's a really common a really actionable thing by the way like when you're when you're pulling stuff when you're doing rowing exercises if you're like only feeling it in your traps and your neck, which is really common for a lot of people, mm. it's because you're pulling your shoulders closer to your ears. Mm. And of course you're feeling these muscles because you're they're the muscle that's doing this action over here. Yeah. Whereas if you're able to keep your shoulders away from your ears and then you execute your pulling from there, yeah. now you're again 
gonna feel your back muscles because you were taking the right segment of the body into the right direction without letting something else move. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, like mind-muscle connection, it's important so that you know that you're training the right muscle in that movement. Mm. And if you can't feel that target muscle working, it tells you that something in your technique is is off. Mm-hmm. And and you should, you know, usually the best approach in that instance is to reduce the amount of weight that you're lifting and have someone else, possibly, possibly a personal trainer, someone who specializes in helping people to improve their movement. Like, just have them look at how you move your body. And usually, like, with some competent eyes, they can pretty quickly identify, like, what's what's not working here mm-hmm. and help you. Or if you don't want to do that, you could film yourself. Yes. That's a It's a really useful tool that we have available these days. Like, mm. even if you don't want to post it on social media, like, that's totally okay. Not everything has to go through Instagram. and it, right. it, it always doesn't. But it's a really useful tool to actually visually see yourself. Like, what does it actually look like when I'm moving? Yeah. Just having that little bit more 360 degree, like, view. Yeah. Yeah. You can pick up a little bit more things that you can't just see. Exactly right. (laughs) Or feel. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel like it's important before we talk about, like, when does mind-muscle connection become not so important? Mm, Yeah, well, I guess, okay, I'm thinking from the mind of somebody who's actually training in the gym. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. So I can feel my pec contracting in the stretch position. Mm -hmm. I can feel it contracting in my squeeze position. Yeah. Does that mean I'm building muscle right now? Well, that means that you are going to have a chance of building muscle. Mm-hmm. So now it'll become like the... We haven't touched on it yet. It's coming in the later episodes. It's the progressive overload thing. Mm-hmm. This is like we're, we're just... Fig- first With these first episodes in our muscle building series, we're covering like, okay, what is it actually that you need to do? Mm-hmm. And now that you've got that, mm-hmm. now it becomes like, okay, with that technique... While feeling those muscles working and taking your muscles through their full range of motion, now try to get stronger. Mm, So we've got to add some load. We've got to add some load. Just because I can feel it doesn't mean I'm really doing much. Exactly right. Like just because you're feeling something doesn't mean that you're stimulating muscles to go very effectively. We need to add that load on top. Yeah. So now we're really maximizing that mechanical tension, which, if you recall, is the most important mm, thing. Which we touched on in previous episode. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess something comes to mind there when you see some people doing like some kickbacks and stuff like that. Yes. Um, like floor work where they're doing high, high repetitions yeah. of maybe some donkey kicks, and you're maybe feeling it and you're yeah. getting this burn. But actually, you're probably not doing a lot because you haven't added any load. There's not really any muscular tension going on. So just something to remember there. Very, very important when it comes to actually creating muscle. Muscle mind connection is important, but we need to add some load to that exercise as well. Otherwise, you're not really doing anything. Yes. And believe it or not, it can go to the other end of the spectrum as well. Because when you increase load a lot, like when you're lifting like really, really heavy weights, actually mind-muscle connection becomes 
less. Mm. You don't you don't feel it as much. Like I can tell you, like you know, having done a bit of powerlifting training over the last couple of years, like when I was the biggest deadlift I did was two hundred and seventy kilo sumo deadlift. Like you don't really feel, and you did a powerlifting competition as well. Like when you're doing your heaviest lifts, yeah. you don't want to feel any one muscle. Mm. Like you want to feel like the whole body is. You're just generating so much tension throughout your whole body, and you're just focusing purely on the execution of that lift. And usually, like in in that instance, if you can really feel like one part of your body, it's because you've just injured it or you've just pulled something, yes. and it's actually a really really bad thing. Yeah. So that, that's very specific, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. That's right. Very but specific. but it's something to keep in mind yes. how it applies to most people's training. Yeah. Is like okay, today your main exercises is going to be a squat. Mm -hmm. Okay, squat is going to be your main exercise today yeah, or or ACLs. deadlift yeah exactly yeah. How and do you then start with that compound or for upper body it could be a you know a pull up or and a, and a bench press for example yes okay so in your a series in your your big exercises for that day because you're going to be using more weight on those exercises mm -hmm. it's still important to have some muscle mind muscle connection but because you're using more load, mm. it's not like you, you're going to be feeling less mind-muscle connection simply because you're using more load. And that's still a good thing because now, because you're using that high load, you're maximizing that mechanical tension piece, which is the really, really important part. Yeah. But now when you get to the later exercises in your session, like more of like an isolation type exercises, mm -hmm. where you're using less load, now that sensory component and the, the feeling, the mind-muscle connection feeling thing is going to become higher and higher. Yep. Amazing. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Like, it is. And I really feel like it comes with t like your training experience and train how many years you've been training yes. for. Have you had somebody overlook your technique to actually make sure you're on the right path when it comes to feeling the right muscle tissues um, and of course like going back and looking over your videos um, you know it does take some time to be to be able to pinpoint that difference between okay yes I'm do I'm on the right track I may not necessarily be able to have this crazy mind muscle connection but I know that my technique is on point exactly and guess what like to be able to get a mind muscle connection you actually need some muscle in there in the first place this is true you know like if you if you're completely new to to training and like the example of like the lat pull down like you're like, like gee like do i even have like muscles mm. in my in the back side of my <laughs> body and you never contracted them before like they're probably not that big yeah but then now that your muscles grow and you get stronger and you mm. become more efficient you're brain and your nervous system becomes more efficient and recruiting muscle fibers and motor units mm -hmm. to make those contractions happen now you're going to be feeling more mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool do we have any tips for people like how can they either increase their mind muscle connection mm. if they're say for example not able to feel it very well in their lats mm. um, yeah let's start with that question when, well, when it comes to training the lats, really the important part is again, think about like 
where where does the the muscle originate and where does it attach to mm -hmm. okay so if i can borrow you here can you turn this way yeah. um maybe it's gonna work can we um pull the hair out of the way a little bit that's it perfect so i hope we can catch this on camera there we go so well he just don't move yet okay. so the lat um it originates down here from the thoracolumbar fascia right here and it inserts over here right into the armpit okay so when these two points are as far away from each other that's it that's it like when she's really reaching forward without dropping her sternum now this lat muscle here is like as stretched and as lengthened as as much as possible and now I want you to think about bringing this point right here I want you to like really drive that shoulder behind your body while you're doing it and drive that elbow behind your body behind your body and try to think about bringing that this point as close to here as possible do you feel like that yeah, can you feel it? <laughs> I can feel it contracting, and can you? Absolutely. You can feel it like a lot. It's like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And now again, now Shaking. you. Yeah. And now you go back, and now again, create distance between those two points, and then bring that elbow behind the body, bring the shoulder behind the body, and drive this point as close to here as possible. There it is. Done. Done deal. Yes. Yeah. So, because that's just like you know, we we spoke about the um, lat specifically, mm -hmm. but this same thing applies to every single muscle in your body. Like a lot of people think that they might have a weak muscle group, mm -hmm. or like I just my for my genetics, like I just have a really bad um, whatever whatever muscle it is. Like I don't have a big back. Mm -hmm. It's actually you don't have poor genetics that's the good news the good news is you don't have weak muscle groups you might have muscle groups that you haven't learned how to develop mm. yet mm -hmm. but you can learn you can everyone can learn how to develop every single muscle in their body true. here's the the thing the difference is that different people have different shaped skeletons mm. Some people have wider clavicles, some people have narrower clavicles, some mm -hmm. people have wider hips, some people have longer arms, longer legs, mm -hmm. okay? So depending on how your skeleton is put together, which is 100% genetic, depending on that, it's going to be really easy for some people to build certain muscles. It's mm -hmm. like you like by accident. Yeah. Just from walking upstairs every day, they're probably going to build some glutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then some other people are going to have huge quads. True. But they're going to struggle with their, their glute and their like their hamstrings. Yeah. These are just some examples. Yeah. So, you know, just being able to really, like, the, bo the bottom line is that you can absolutely, whoever you are, whatever shape your skeleton mm -hmm. is, you can develop any muscle in your body to a really, really mm. high degree. And it's just genetic, like which one is a little bit easier for you mm -hmm. to figure out. And then other ones, you probably, most people do benefit from having a professional really look at like, how are they moving? And in some instances, you actually have to modify the setup and the execution of the exercise mm. to complement 
these genetic differences mm -hmm. in the shape of people's skeletons. Totally. Like not everyone can do all exercises in the same way. No. And like as well, like a, a genet there is that genetic component, but then as well, just over the years, you know, as we've spoken about before, some people have lost their ability to move yes. their skeleton in certain ways. So for example, some people have lost that ability to have their arms overhead. Yes. Um, but obviously like training and, you know, we use a lot of like breathing exercises and mm -hmm. obviously manipulating where your skeletons are, your yeah. skeleton sits, um, you can reawaken. <laughs> you can unlock. This, unlock you... some of this movement, movement potential again. Exactly right. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, un unlock movement potential. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that's where having a trainer or a coach or somebody who can see and provide benefit for some of that lost um, movement potential is, yeah, it's invaluable because they're going to be able to find that movement potential again, take you to where your body is right now, but then over time be able to expand that potential again and hopefully you know, take take your muscles and your skeleton to a place where they were locked locked up. <laughs> yeah, totally. But you know what? Like when you open up that movement potential and you start this like uh, intelligent structured training program, that's when you really get to keep these changes that we make to the movement potential. And what I mean by that is that you might have experienced sometimes like you're feeling like really tight or something and then you go and see like a massage therapist or whatever or maybe you do some like one hour of foam rolling on the ground and after the fact you feel like nice and nimble. But then you go and sit down at the desk again or next day you feel just as locked up as you did the day before. Like what's happened there? It's like you opened up a window but then you didn't actually go through the window. Mm -hmm. and But you just went straight back inside and you didn't actually use the window. So now the window closed and it wasn't open again tomorrow. What strength training does, and in particular full range of motion strength training, why that is by far the best way to improve your movement capabilities is because now you're not only opening that window, but you're literally taking a sledgehammer and like crushing down that wall and turning it into a walkway that you can now access back and forth mm -hmm. without having to open up a window, without mm -hmm. having to go and see that practitioner to like do something with you or without spending one hour on the ground on the foam roller or whatever like now you get to keep the movement gains because mm. you have built that strength in those ranges of motion damn damn that's <laughs> that's important that's uh that's a big big thing huge fantastic beautiful so you know where can we direct people if they're looking for this movement potential, if they want to get more mind-muscle connection. If you want to get more mind-muscle connection, if you want to put this into practice, the most intelligent and best way to spend your training time is to follow a structured progressive training plan. And the only way that I can guarantee that you're doing that is if you're following the Coach Puru training app and the Leaner Stronger system there. You can find more information at coachputer.com slash app. Other than that, if you have any questions, send us a message on Instagram at Coach Teresa West, at Coach Puru, or send me an email on hello at coachpuru.com. Thank you so much for your listenership. 
We appreciate you. I hope that we have you have an absolutely fantastic rest of the day. This is Coach Peter. Coach Teresa. Let's do this.